Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Kyle. And we are talking about a show that we recently became obsessed with. We didn't intend to do that. Yeah, we just kind of put on an episode while we were eating dinner, like, haha, maybe this will be good. So we're, we're only talking about Food Wars, also known as... Shokugeki no Soma. Yeah, the Food War of Soma. Main character. So yeah, Shokugeki no Soma. It is originally a shonen manga written by Yuto Tsukuda. It was illustrated by Shun Saki and uh, found out a little nugget of information about our buddy Shun. He used to do like eroge games, so age games pretty much. Yeah, porno. <laughs> and that makes and, sense when you look at and, some of the character models. It doesn't take uh, that much smarts to connect two and two, because the way that he draws clothing, it's like vacuum sealed to these characters' bodies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Yuki Morisaki uh, also worked as a collaborator. He was the dude doing the recipes for the series. Yeah, so, like, all of the food that they cook in the show, which they, they like, explain pretty much everything that they do when they're cooking something... Uh, everything is, like, realistic and makes sense, and they talk about, like, real cooking techniques and real, like, culinary cuisines and things like that. So, th this stuff is very real, and I actually found a Tumblr blog that details recipes from the show that you can cook at home. Kind of interested in that. <laughs> it all seems like so much work. For something. Like, these recipes are insane, y'all. Like, Not really. Okay. No. We'll also get into the food aspect of this show. Um, right now, the third season is currently airing. It debuted originally April 3rd, 2015. And it's an anime adaptation that we're going to be talking about by JC Staff. So, we're going to be focusing on the anime because we haven't read the manga. No. Um, there's actually also a visual novel and a smartphone game based off of the Food Wars properties. So there is a lot of content related to this. Yeah, and it's it's pretty big, and honestly, it deserves it. It's good. I love it. I think it's really fun. It is fun. I feel like shonen mangas and, and just shonen shows in general, they're just fun. Yeah. I love it when stuff is fun. Exactly. Like, this show kind of reminded me of the spirit of My Hero Academia. Yes, absolutely. And th those are obviously, you know, both Shonen Jump stuff. I just had so much fun. There are definite issues that I have with this show, 100%. Yeah. A lot of it is due to the fan service in this. It is very male gazy. And yeah. I would say, okay, that's not to say that there is not... Female gaze stuff, but it is heavily skewed towards the male gaze, so there's a lot of, like, male-based fan service, which is disappointing, but at least they go the extra little bit of distance to give something for other people. I'm gonna read the plot summary off Wikipedia to give anyone who doesn't know a little idea of what the plot is. Food Wars tells the story of a boy named Soma Yukihira, whose dream is to become a full-time chef in his family's restaurant. So he works in, like, a diner in Japan with his dad. Yeah, he lives with his dad, and they, they both run a diner. 
But just as Soma graduates from middle school, his dad, Joey Turo Yukihira, gets a new job that mysteriously requires him to travel around the world. And so he just closes their diner and sticks Soma in a boarding school, basically. However, Soma's fighting spirit is rekindled by a challenge from his father, which is to survive in an elite culinary school slash boarding school that he kind of just sticks him in, called Totsuki Culinary Academy, where only less than 1% of the students manage to graduate, so it's very cutthroat. After securing himself a spot at the academy, Soma is placed in a dorm called Polar Star, where he meets several of the key characters in the series. Um, you get to know all of them. They all have a specialty in cooking. Like, for example, one of the characters specializes in smoked things. One of the characters specializes in fermented grain stuff. One of the characters specializes in wild game. It's that kind of stuff. And they kind of, their specialties kind of go along with their personalities. Yeah. So the episodes focus mainly on Soma's interaction with the many talented students at the Academy and a variety of adventures that allow him to grow further to his cooking goal. There's a thing called the Elite Ten, which is like the top ten students at the Academy, so it's like the elite of the elite. They they have a ton of power. They, they basically rule the school, and Soma's goal is to be number one. A very good analogy to the Elite Ten in this is the student council from Kill a Kill. Yeah. So the student council in Kill a Kill have almost nigh infinite power over the the school, and that is almost identical in this show. So there's the Elite Ten, uh, and then they have these things called Shokugekis, or Food Wars, and it's basically like you have, there's a theme, so maybe the theme is cooking salmon. So you have to cook salmon in some way, and then you have a time limit of three hours, and it's you against one other person, and there are three judges, and basically you cook the dish, or you cook a dish that falls within that category, and you give it to the judges, and the judges vote for whose dish is better. It's basically like Iron Chef. Exactly, <laughs> and, or, or like Chopped. It's and, chopped because fucking Soma makes risotto all the time. What the fuck? Risotto also would be something a lot from, like, Master Chef. Oh my god. Hell's Kitchen. Uh. Uh, sorry, Hell's Kitchen. When Soma was growing up and working at his family diner with his dad, his dad would always challenge him to food wars, but he didn't really know that specifically what it was. It was just him trying to challenge his dad. And his dad beats him 489 times in a row. He has never won against his dad because he's such a good cook. Yeah, his dad is, like, a former member of Totsuki and, yeah. like, was in the Elite Ten. So he's, like, a big boss, but he has, like, he's very mysterious. He lies to his son a lot. He doesn't let his son know a lot of stuff. It's kind of, like, on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. But everything that he seems to be doing is to prepare Soma to, like basically dominate Totsuki Academy. Yeah, and going back to what Emily said about how everybody has, like, a cooking style, Soma's style is, like, I think they call it Yukihira style, which is basically his own style, because he can... His thing is that he can literally just adapt to anything. I would say also that it's specifically Japanese food. Yeah, it is Japanese food mo for the most part, but he does have the ability to like, mold that Japanese cuisine with otherworldly cuisines. I mean, I would say in that... In, like, a fusion. Yeah, like... Oh my god, there's so much fusion in this fucking show. Fusion. Yeah. Get into it. <laughs> it's what all the kids are doing. Yeah. Um. So, I would say that Soma's cooking style, it's, like, traditional Japanese, I guess, comfort food, as you would yes. think of it. 
Because but, he worked in a diner. A, yeah, because he works in a diner. But it, it's like a a gourmet version of that. Yeah, and he's just really smart about how he how he prepares things. Like usually his dishes transform. He'll cook something and the judges will be eating it and he'll be like, But wait, there's more. It's not even my final form. That's literally him when that's yeah. those are his dishes. So then like something will change about it or you know, something will melt and completely change the flavors. So Let's talk about what happens when people eat very delicious food in this show. Okay, so what I was not prepared for was when people eat delicious food, their clothes explode off their body and they have transforming fantasies of them getting fucked by food, basically. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre and, like... Uh, the way that we described it is really honestly not even doing it justice. It is something that you just have to see. And depending on how good it is, the more, it's like, the better it is, the more violent the explosion oh, of yeah. nakedness is. So usually when people eat, when judges eat Soma's food, it's almost a given that their clothes are going to explode off incredibly violently, and then they're going to, like, fantasize about some sort of, like, Gajinka food item. Yeah. Kind of like the shape of water. Take me away, fish man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- that's basically what the show is about. It's like him going to school, him doing food wars to, like, put his name out there, show that he's the best. Because he wants to win. He wants to win. Um, we're not going to get too into the intricate plot details. Yeah. Like, this is, we really enjoy this. I don't want it to be spoiled. Um, a lot is happening right now, currently airing. Like, a lot, guys. Yeah. Like, shit is starting to heat up. There's also a lot of episodes, too. Like, the, like a normal anime season is, like, 12 or 13 episodes. The first season is 24 episodes. The second season is 13, and the currently airing season is 24 episodes. And we're, we just watched episode 9 today, which is the current one. So, like, there is a lot of content. It will keep you busy. It will keep you really busy, but we blew through this in, in like two weeks. Like two weeks, we were really into this, and honestly, we just started it on a whim. Yeah, I we had no idea we were actually going to end up really liking it. I had not even heard of this previous. We we had seen a funny AMV of people's clothes exploding at Momocon 2016, and we were like, "Haha, that seems funny," but then we never watched it, and so. I decided to pull it up while we were eating dinner, and we watched the first episode, and we were like, that was really weird. What if we watched episode two? And then we, by episode two or three, we were hooked. Yeah, it, it's pretty engaging. Um, even if in the first season, the plot doesn't move very quickly, Yeah, the characters are really endearing. They really are. I like pretty much almost all of them. Let's get into our main issues with this show, the fan service. So, like we said, the guy who illustrates this used to do hentai. The way that a lot of the female characters are drawn is gigantic boobs, skin-tight clothing. Yeah, and there's one one very blatant instance of that, and you've probably actually seen this character before, but I, I can't even think of her name right now. But she she specializes in meat. Oh. They call her Meat Meat, but I really can't even remember her real name right now. And that's that's what they call her in the dub. There's another name that they call her in the Japanese version that I can't remember. Yeah, I can't I can't remember. But like her fitties are out. She's always wearing like a bikini top, 
and then like short shorts and she has like a knife and a holster on her leg. And that's her deal. That's just it. She fitties out. And that's probably the most blatant. But what I did like in the dub is that they subverted this a little bit because um in one episode she's like getting dressed and she's like, oh man, I'm going to this town. Should I dress more conservatively? No, I can't deny my true self. Fuck people. And I'm like, you know what? Good for I li- them. Good for them. I like that they added that. It makes it less. Creepy. It makes me, yeah, it makes me feel a little better. If if uh, if if it's uh, stated that hey that's her choice yeah um gives her a little bit of agency yeah but a lot of these the, a lot of the female characters I mean gigantic boobies. the the quote the quote unquote main girl Arina she is like a stone cold Sundari bitch and I hate her she's actually yeah she's one of the characters we really don't like she is actually a bitch she's but, a fucking bitch um, like. <laughs> her titties are huge, and they all. She, whenever she wears the, the chef like top, it is always like suctioned to her body. Like it's like they took. It's like when you're storing blankets and stuff, and you suck, you vacuum all the air out. Like it's the like suck. they did that. The suck, yeah. <laughs> Besides how the character design is, they're also uh, obviously when people eat delicious food, their clothes explode. And they're naked. A lot of the time, you only see the fantasies of the female characters being naked. Yes. Um, you, sometimes you will see, like, the male judges. So, some of them are, like, fit and have six packs. Yeah. Um, but you don't, it, it's not as in your face or explicit. Um, there is one character who's, like, the head chef at this really fancy hotel who's, like, ripped as fuck. Like, this guy is Borrow with a capital B, super ripped, yeah, and you see his full butt, yeah. um, and that's kind of as explicit as it got. Yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah. He, it's very obvious that he like knows Soma's dad somewhere. Yeah, but um, like he Soma goes into a bath and he's in there and he's just like naked and jacked, and then he's like hanging out with Soma, and then he gets out and he's like stretching and like. His dick's hanging out, and he's just, you know, right there, and then he just walks off, ass out, away, <laughs> leaving the bath, and he's just ripped. Yeah, when when the fan service stuff happens, it kind of takes me out of it, because it's, I feel like about 70% of the time, it's pure fan service and not comedy. Yes. I can uh, get behind it if it's a comedic effect, but... 70% of the time it's not. And it it makes me feel skeeved out. Yeah. Um, so comedic effect wise, we're talking like there's one time when this ripped guy and these like three girls are judging food and they eat the food and they fantasize that they all turn into Sailor Scouts. So imagine like, like a Sailor Moon transformation for all four of them. So that's like as... That's really as blatant as it gets at that part, but then they're all riding, like, roller coasters together, and everyone is in, like, Sailor Scout uniforms, including the Bara guy. Yeah. Like, that's that's what we're talking about comedy. When it's, like, fan service it's literally just, like, well, A squid her... tentacle fucking someone. Yes. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. And, uh, I get that having this etchy part of this otherwise pretty, I wouldn't say standard, but 
this shonen is kind of what separates it from other stuff that might be similar to this. Like Boku no Hero. Yeah, obviously they're different, but yes, this is something that makes it stand out. Yes. And besides the thitties, the character designs are pretty good. Oh yeah, they're great. All, all the characters look pretty unique. Yeah. I, I don't confuse any of them for any other characters. Oh yeah. It, it, it's great. Like, um, like Soma has spiky red hair. There's, uh, this like albino girl. She's like half Danish, right? Yeah. Half Danish, like Jap, half Japanese, half Danish. So she has like red eyes and like white hair and her skin is like porcelain white. And then her like best friend is this goth ass dude. <laughs> and he literally has like the thickest like bottom eyeliner. And then there's this like, he's much darker than the rest of them. I don't know if he's Indian or not. But he's he, not Japanese. He's definitely not Japanese. And he is like, he his thing is he works with spices and so he has, like, white hair, and he looks much more different than everybody he's else. He's my favorite character. Spice Bay. He, Akira. <laughs> he's pretty great. Yeah. There's so, Italian kids. Yeah, there's some Italian kids who are super gay. Um, so, on that note, another thing I don't like about this is that everyone has the hots for Soma, even though some of the interactions between the characters make them seem very gay. Okay. Like, Arina and her assistant... They're literally, like, holding each other starry-eyed, like, like in their own little world, blushing. I'm like, that's super fucking gay. But of course, because it's, it's like half harem anime, half shonen, like, she has to have this weird attraction to Selma, which I feel like shouldn't be there, because it seems so much like she is fucking gay. Okay. I don't necessarily agree that everybody loves Soma. Because I can only genuinely think of four people that potentially like him, and one of them is a stretch. There's the girl from his hometown who definitely likes him. There's Meet Meet who definitely likes him. Arina. There's Arina who, like, for convenience, I think, likes him, but she she's also of the mind of, like, fuck this guy. No, she... But no, I'm not saying that she doesn't like him. I'm saying, like, because it's a shonen, because she is main girl, it is going to happen. Something like Megumin. that. And then Megamine, which, like, okay. Which is his friend. That's his friend, and that's the one that it's kind of, it's not ex... I would say it's not explicit, but it's not like she's... There's never been a time, I don't think, that she's been like, oh my god, I like him, but... It just seems like she looks up to him, and she likes working with him as a partner, but not in, like, a romantic way. Okay, like, well, in a I was on Tumblr, way. and they were breaking it down with the manga, and apparently in the manga, it's pretty, it's more explicit that she's interested in him. Okay, well, in the anime, it's not as yeah. explicit. And everyone else, pretty much? Gay. Takumi's interested in Soma. Okay, yeah, so the the blonde Italian guy. <laughs> so that's five. He is gay. He makes a threat to Soma, like, I'm gonna pound you. In the dub, yeah. they say that. Yeah, so, like, obviously Soma's main boy. Um, I, I just feel like, Takumi's gay, why are they trying to pair him with a female character? I don't think they are, though. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. There's these two guys that live in his dorm. Gay. Oh god, they're so There's gay. this one guy who's like always butt ass naked wearing an apron. Probably gay. You know, like it, a lot of the characters are like are at least bisexual. 
like, blatantly. How do you feel this show balances plot and fan service? I think it does a pretty decent job. I really do. Like, obviously there are parts of it that are fan servicey, but it it never really goes to the point of like, oh, he fell on top of her and now they're in a compromising position. Like, that, I think that only happened once, and that was like, for literally like 20 seconds, but it doesn't like drag it out. It's not, you know, it's not like they keep harping on it. They mostly are just really concerned with the plot. And I feel like they do a really good job of progressing the story. Yeah, I feel like the fan service doesn't overwhelm the plot no. or the story. And that's what makes it good. Yeah. Out of a 10, with 10 being your clothes exploding off in sheer force of a food orgasm, and one being you digging your own grave because what you ate was so horrible, what would you give it? Eight and a half or a nine. I would give this an eight. I feel like I could give it a nine or a nine and a half even because I really liked it. But the male gaze really turns me off. Yeah. Um, I gotta be honest. That's what's keeping me it, from it's, a ten. It's it's what is keeping me from full on becoming a major part of the fandom. <laughs> I love cooking. I love all the character designs. I love shonens. And it's also, it also feels like kind of slice of life. And I love slice of life animes. I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it. But yeah, I think that when it gets way too fan servicey, that's what really takes away from it. But other than that, like, I don't think that, I really don't think that unless it really, really bothers you when you're watching it, that that should deter you from watching this show. Because I really do think it's worth a watch. Honestly, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I would recommend this to people, even people who are turned off by that, because the plot really does outweigh the fan service in this. A good a good example of a show that doesn't balance its plot and its fan service properly is High School of the Dead. High School of the Dead is like titties the anime. Yeah. Like, they're just there. Like, we've all seen the sniper rifle boobs shot. It, it's a thing. That does a really poor job of, like, balancing the two together, and, and that is a major turnoff, and it it's just so ever-present. But in Food Wars, it's not like that. No, it's not. I guess Food Wars respects its characters, even yes. if it objectifies them. Yes. It respects women. Respect women. <laughs> Put it, some respect on my name. <laughs> it drank the respect women juice, um... Before it objectifies them, I guess, if that makes any sense. You actually know and love the female characters. They're not one-dimensional. Oh, yeah. They have layers to their personalities. They they all look different, even though, you know, a lot of them have big tits and tiny waists. Facially, they all look different. Oh, yeah. So there's that. So, yeah. That's our take on that. It's so good, guys. It really but, is. But we do have issues with it. And yeah. I guess that's the only thing you can do is like something, but also acknowledge its flaws. Yeah, like, like it's in a very similar vein, like I said this earlier, Love Kill a Kill. Yeah. It's very, very similar to that. Yeah. I would say though the I would say it does a better job of handling its fan service, but I would say Kill a Kill has a lot more action. Oh j- yeah. J- just based on oh, its yeah. plot summary. But this is a lot more intimate. And if you like cooking, if you like cooking shows, if you like 
food science, you should 100% check oh, this yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Everything they do is, like, cooking accurate. Like we said, there is a person that explicitly makes sure the food things are correct. And another good part of the show is character development. You really do see characters develop into better versions of themselves. Like, I, I mean, think Megumi yeah. is a good example of that. Megumi is a great example of that. I mean, in, in the beginning, I was like, holy fuck, Soma's a douchebag. Right? He's so, so full of himself. But by now, um, in the third he's season... He's a good boy. I wouldn't say good boy, but you can see that he genuinely cares about the people he's around. And he's not being a selfish D-bag anymore. Yeah. He's just out to prove himself. Yeah. Now he has something to fight for. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. So you actually do see some character growth. Even in Aeronaut, who's a fucking bitch and I hate her. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> she sucks. Uh, yeah. So hopefully her character develops even more and we won't hate her anymore. I know. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you didn't get too hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get can... hungry when I watch the show. Oh, yeah. It's pretty appetizing. The food, the, the, the art of the food is amazing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can also find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Please leave us a review on iTunes. I would really, 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 really appreciate it. Oh, and send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Peace.